Welcome to the Make It A Great Day movement. We are making suicide a thing of the past. We are here to support the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, and we're putting on the Suicide Prevention Show. So welcome to the show. I'm Jackie Simmons, your host of the show. Now, here's what's fun is I got to get these things in the right order. There we go. There I am. It's amazing, but not nearly as amazing as our next guest. And you know, her name is not coming up. There she is, Lachelle Adkins. Yeah, Lachelle Adkins is America's super mom. And we're going to deep dive into how she got that title, how she continues to earn that title, and what her story is behind this whole slogan of depressed, not done. So without too much further ado, I am going to figure out how to stop my screen share. Just a second. There it is. Found the button. Yes. All right. So now all I have to do is find Miss Lachelle and say, come on in, darling. I think I have you unmuted, but you get to control your own camera. There you are. Hey. Hey. So happy to be here. So glad to be a part of this project and um, just excited to dive into just my story so I can help others. Oh, I'm super happy. You have no idea. You know, there's a moment when you meet somebody for the first time and you go, wait a minute, I know you. Yeah. And that's what I felt like when we met. It was like, get you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right? And those moments are so precious because, you know, uh, just like you said, which I'm sure we'll dive into is just that depression. You feel like nobody sees you, nobody mm -hmm. hears you, but for somebody to know you, now and hear you, that's just an amazing, an amazing thing. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. Okay, so now I got true confessions. Mm -hmm. My true confession is I, I did not drag my cup and fill it up. Okay. When I ran. And so it's like, wait a minute, everybody hold this thought. Okay. All right. I absolutely love the fact that we're live and we've got people paying attention, people around, people to ask questions, and the fact that we're going to be able to share this with people who were not able to be here mm -hmm. in person. So mm -hmm. tell me what you wish I had not interrupted, because you were in the middle of a story when I dashed in. So what do you wish I had not interrupted? Well, I was just telling everyone to uh, in the chat box what they think depression looks like. Because in my case, I struggled with it for 13 years and the definition I had did not match up with what I was actually experiencing because I thought depression is laying in the bed, you're not getting up, you know, you're not doing the things that seem like you are um, productive. And so even though I was doing those things, I was still depressed. So I was just kind of curious to see what everybody's definition of that was. Yeah, well, for the most part, what we're getting, thank you, Katie, for managing the chat for me, is a loss of interest, a complete loss of interest in things you love, mm -hmm. which would not be visible from the mm -hmm. outside, because right. you could still be doing, mm -hmm. but not feeling it. Right. So, yeah, I get it, because we would assume that a complete loss of interest would look like not moving very much, staying, the actual depressed Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
it's different. It's different. Mm -hmm. I mean, depression, the, the, the idea of hunkering down, that kind of depression, mm -hmm. that's, that's what I studied because it's an evolutionary um, hibernation. It's what mm -hmm. allowed our caveman ancestors to survive. Mm -hmm. They hunkered down so they didn't need as much food. They didn't use as many resources. You know, they made it through the winter that way. Mm -hmm. That was called being depressed. You hunkered mm -hmm. down. And it, and it was a survival trait. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it doesn't look the same for everybody. Yes. This is so true. And it's so interesting to have a conversation about it because you know, you may not even be aware that it's happening within you. You know, you just chalk it up to, I'm just not having a bad, having a good day. You know, um, this is just um, a phase, you know, that I'm just going to snap out of. And we can have so many distractions that we really are not engaged in what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be wrapped up in, your routines and daily activities and oh, wow. not have that time to check in. We call that the busyness of life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, Paula put in the chat that this is a quote from Robin Williams. He said, depression looked like self-medication and fake smiles. So true. And I would add mass to that, right? <laughs> yes. What do you mean? And it's so ironic, mask, because we oh, oh, try to cover up. Yeah, we cover up what is really bothering us. And, you know, so for me, I say for women, we put on lipstick and, and smile and keep on going, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not going to argue that point. Um, mm -hmm. Though when I was in my own bouts of clinical depression, I did not um put on lipstick mm -hmm. um, i was busy i was distracted mm -hmm. and i wasn't paying attention to the things and so thank you paula paula says she doesn't know if that's what robin williams said but that's what he did was okay yeah and fake smile yeah okay thank you for that clarification because that is certainly an example of what depression can look like mm -hmm. which means that how would you know you right know? How would you know? I think that it is the hiding, um, the hiding it from ourselves is the mm -hmm. most challenging. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I was super happy that you said you would come on and have this conversation with me is because we're just going to hopefully have a conversation that people wish they could have with themselves. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People wish they could have with themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that day you're just a little off but it's not just one day. Right. It was actually one of my friends who um, called attention to something. Mm -hmm. Depression for me looked like something I hadn't even realized I was saying. One day on the phone with her and I was irritable. Mm -hmm. She said something and I said, oh, I'm just tired. And she said, Jackie, you're always tired. Mm. And I went, I am? Because I really didn't feel tired, but I was tired mentally. Right. Yeah. And, and so that was what it looked like for me is my brain literally went into caveman mode. My brain was shutting down. Mm -hmm. My body was expressing, you know, oh, I'm tired. 
but the reality was it was my brain that was tired. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it looked like for me. I was still functioning. I still ran my business. I took care of my kids and I just was grumpy. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's one of those conversations I like to have with people about this whole topic is that we're talking about normal people here. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about the people with a, already have a diagnosis. They're at risk in some way, shape or form. They have immediate access to a whole bunch of support. We're talking about the rest of us, this other 95% of us that go through our days and we're good. Right. We're fine. We're normal. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're happy. Mm -hmm. enough, and mm -hmm. sometimes we're grumpy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we attempt to take our own lives and everybody goes, what was wrong? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the conversation that I want to have. So tell us, yeah, I'm going to say tell everybody your story. Okay. Right? Because you got the title of super mom for a reason. I yes. don't think anybody's going to argue with it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the super mom comes from the fact that my husband and I have 15 children. So that is uh, three more than a dozen, actually 15. We have 10 of them that are here now. And oh um, the first transition comes from me being an only child to having a family with 15 children. So um, my mom was one of 12. So she came from a big family, but you know, I was really raised with academics really being the core of what um, her values were because education was the way she kind of, quote unquote, made it out from humble beginnings with an education college graduate and uh, on that road to being successful. So for me, being an only child, academics was what she uh, really pushed and instilled in me. So I was fortunate enough to make on a roll, be in gifted glasses and things like that. However, it really um, led me on a path of pleasing others, you know, needing that validation, mm -hmm. you know, that recognition for being on honor roll, uh, being the top producer, just striving and very competitive. So those were all things that I felt like, you know, I could have whatever I want as long as I worked hard enough for it. And it left me in a mindset of always being independent. So the transition from having this independence, you know, I can accomplish everything I desire, bringing that philosophy to a family is sometimes problematic because you know, there's no way that I can control what my kids do, can't control what my husband does and other outside things in my life. But, you know, I just didn't register it. It was like, if I plan, if I create a schedule, if I do these things, it's going to be okay. And along with that, my worth was attached to the roles that I played and how well I felt I did in these roles. So all these things kind of, culminated over 13 years, I was depressed and I was, I call myself functionally depressed because I was still going on field trips, being a part of PTO, attending church. My husband was a pastor. So just still doing all these things, but I was not fulfilled. 
So um, I was hospitalized three times for this during this time span. And the thing about it that really caused me to really take um, notice of the issue was each of my hospitalizations, it was my husband that got intervention for me. Mm-hmm. So I was just on this task-oriented robotic type of uh, routine that I didn't even realize that I wasn't myself. You know, I was just going along, just checking the boxes. And after my last hospitalization, I thought, you know, this is crazy. I don't want a fourth one to happen. And I just didn't have that time to be still and recognize what was the pattern, you know, because I was busy being a victim. I had somewhat of a victim mindset after each hospitalization. So after my last one, I said, you know what, I need to figure out what the pattern is. I need to have some kind of control because I was really disempowering myself by blaming outside forces to which I could not control. Mm -hmm. So I went on to this journey and I created a strategy that I call Fresh Start. And it's five pillars that I felt were very monumental in allowing me to overcome depression and maintain a life that's depression free. So there's so many different areas, you know, not having boundaries, people pleasing, all these things I was able to identify after I took that journey of Mm self-reflection. Cool. So all these things you were able to identify after the fact, and that's really key because when you're in it, you can't see it. It's like you can't see the frame if you're in the in the picture. Yes, (laughs) so true. That's really really important, Mm -hmm. guys. This is where a community is Mm -hmm. invaluable Mm -hmm. because we cannot see it for ourselves at that moment. We cannot Mm -hmm. help ourselves out of this quagmire. Mm -hmm. And quagmire is one of the elephants in the room. Mm -hmm. We call it the elephant of being stuck. Mm -hmm. Then my son-in-law, Terry, he said, what if quagmire had a cousin? And, or maybe it's a twin, we're not sure yet, but the other one's name is quicksand. Mm -hmm. And I realized that where a lot of people know what it feels like to be stuck, depression feels like quicksand. Mm -hmm. It is a slow pulling down. And it can happen so gradually that I was totally unaware of it. So true. Yeah. So now, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what pulled you and pushed you is the same thing. It was that moment where you said, I ain't doing this again. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, so with that journey, I think of self-discovery was really having that awareness, you know, really asking myself the hard questions and having that accountability for the things that I could control. You know, it was so easy to kind of hide behind my kids, hide behind my husband, hide behind, you know, bills or whatever. Any excuse I could use, I was hiding behind it. And you know, I think the thing that really bothered me was I just didn't recognize it myself. You know, being so independent, it's like, how could I not see this? And so that's really what led me on the journey to find out, one, what was the root cause? How did I get there? And now I'm so passionate about being proactive and giving 
people the tools for knowing how you can spot it ahead of time. So you alluded to some of the things, um, you know, about mood being irritable and things like that. So now I have a campaign. It's called Smile for Wellness. And oh. yes, yeah, SMILE is an acronym for the five areas you need to really be watching to make sure you are in balance because mood is one of them. You know, if your mood is not right and it's like that over a period of time, that's something to be kind of mindful of. And mm -hmm. so it's five areas that you can kind of look at yourself to check in on a daily basis so you don't get to that point where you feel like you're in quicksand. Well, all right, lay them on us. All right, so it's sleep, mood, inner voice, laughter, and hold energy. It, hold it, I can't type that fast. <laughs> okay. Sleep, mood, inner voice. Ooh, mm -hmm. I like laughter. And energy. Laughter and energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like So that. all those things I began to diagnose on myself and say, you know, well, when I was depressed, I was only getting two or three hours of sleep. Okay. If you're not getting very much sleep, you know why you don't have any energy. I definitely wasn't laughing and in a good mood. And a lot of my thoughts were negative racing thoughts. So it was like, even though I was checking things off my list, of things that I had accomplished, I still had that thing like, well, you didn't get everything done. You know, what's wrong with you? You know, you're home, you know, you should, you've been a stay home mom for so many years. Why are you not finishing everything on your list? And, you know, just that inner dialogue that nothing was good enough, you know, and it was really my own voice. Nobody had these standards, but it was me just feeling like, you know, I didn't accomplish what was on my list. I didn't really have realistic expectations. It was just a vicious cycle amongst all those different areas that really had me uh, on that hamster wheel. All right, hamster wheels, here mm -hmm. we go. Diagnose your hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Are you getting adequate sleep? And well, adequate's the wrong word because I could have argued that I was getting enough sleep. Right. You know, I was functioning. I'm getting enough, trust me, don't bother me about I am getting enough sleep. Right. I don't stay up because that's when I can get stuff done. You know? Exactly. I mean, exactly. And, and it was really that place when everybody else was asleep that I could function. Mm -hmm. and that I could, in a way I couldn't function when other people were around. Mm -hmm. I did not understand that that might've been an indication that maybe right. I was in trouble. Right. You know, it was just the way I was. Yeah. Just the way I was. So we talked a little bit about mood. We'll come mm -hmm. back to these, you know, you guys can feel free to pop something in the chat. You want a little more information because we're going to walk you right through this. Mm -hmm. So the inner voice, you know, the inner voice is both our inner critic and our inner mm -hmm. coach at the same time right and whichever voice we actually pay attention to is the one that grows exactly and so being mindful of which voice are you hearing most which one are you paying attention to mm -hmm. which one are you agreeing with mm -hmm. because the expectations that i put on myself blaming other people 
I mean, I, it was all about other people. You know, I got to get this done for so-and-so, or I got to get exactly. this done for so-and-so. I, I, could, I could make it about other people. And, and trust me, I was right. The reality was the expectation was one I put on myself because I'm the one who said yes. And right. I'm the one who agreed. And so okay. owning that was part of the pathway out for me. Mm-hmm. Because the easier way is to ride quagmire. The easier way is to stay stuck, letting it be because of other people. And it's not because other people are mean. It's because we want to make other people feel good. Right. And so somehow that's going to make me feel better. So it true. Might for a little while. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing about seeking that validation. Mm-hmm. So see, in my case, I would feel good about doing things for other people because they would give me that validation. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't believe you got this project done with all those kids doing that. You are just a super mom, right? So just desiring that feedback. However, you know, ignoring the fact that I'm yelling at my kids to get the work done or, you know, I'm tired and, you know, just, it's really not the best of me. But because I sought that validation, it's like you don't have to know what's going on behind the scenes as long as the finished product is okay, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the that end justifies the means. As exactly. As- yeah. So that's where that mass comes from. You know, it's like, oh, no problem. You know, we, you know. And then hoping my kids don't say, well, yeah, she was yelling at us the whole time or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's not look behind the mask. Yeah. Right, right. And that's why we keep putting the mask on. And mm-hmm. we get so used to how we've been projecting. I absolutely believe that nobody knew. Right. You know, it was a real shock to discover that that wasn't true, that the other people around me knew, you right. know, that they were like, something's not right. Would you pay attention? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm fine. I turned fine into an acronym too. Oh, okay. Let's hear oh, it. Wow. When someone tells you they're fine, especially if it's a teenager, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Here's what they're really saying. Okay. I am frenzied, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I'm I fine. Like that. You like that? <laughs> I got to get my pen and write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I love taking notes, okay? Because, you know, if it's not written, it's not remembered a lot of times for me, okay? You know, it, it just helps. <laughs> there ain't no doubt. All right, we get some muscle memory in here, get some kinesthetic going. The, the reality is that we have to put this face on and project that we're okay when we're not because why would anybody else care we don't right. care enough about ourselves mm-hmm. and that tells me which one of those ICs i've been listening to the inner critic or the inner coach so true yeah but yeah you said something really key about laughter mm-hmm. i did not consciously put anything on this at the time other than I thought it was really odd Mm -hmm. went to the movies I probably was early teenage with my mom and one of her friends 
and I'm sitting in the movie theater. I can tell you the movie. It was Son of Flubber with Fred McMurray. Okay. And the guy from uh, My Three Sons or something. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Son of Flubber, second movie in the Flubber series. Mm -hmm. And my mama was laughing. And I remember taking my eyes off of the big movie screen and just staring at her. I have no other memory of her unreservedly laughing except one time in a movie theater. Wow. And I hadn't even dawned on me until you put laughter on that list. I'm like, oh my, yeah. And I don't think my mama really ever suffered from depression, but mm. there was not an expression of joy right. in her life. And right. this is part of the story I'll be sharing when I talk about ballparks. This belief about ourselves that we carry around with us mm -hmm. about this sort of baseline is life state. Right. And that's what impacts, I think, our ability to laugh. I think we have to be in kind of a place where life feels safe to be mm -hmm. able to laugh. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, because, or, you know, just an alignment, you know, in general, because, you know, there were times where it's like I have a house full of children <laughs> and I was not thinking anything was funny. You know, my husband would have a sense of humor and I'm like, we're trying to get this uh, work done or I'm trying to talk to the kids and you're laughing. You know what I mean? I would get so frustrated. It's like, you know, you're being a child here. We need some adults. You know, I was so task driven that I just didn't have it in me to have that sense of humor, you know, and um, I missed out on so many moments, I think, even though I was here, I missed out on some connections, some moments with my children, because I didn't have the element to be able to laugh or just relax, chill to the point where I could enjoy that, you know? Oh, I have resembled that remark. Mm -hmm. You know, my idea of taking it easy with somebody else's idea of too much to do. Right. Yeah. So when people say they thrive in the intensity, you know, they thrive and I'm like, oh yeah, let's peek behind that mask. But I don't rip anybody's mask off. Right. And I don't look behind it without permission because that's just rude. Yeah. Um, but I am much more mindful now mm -hmm. about what the possibilities are when I notice that someone is in that state of being fine. Right. You know, that frenzied activity state. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be honest, I have been there most of my life. And it has only been since my daughter gave her talk in August that started this whole movement. It's all my daughter's fault, but you knew that. <laughs> she gave that seven minute talk that actually broke open and broke the silence on this topic and made it possible for us to have, starting to have conversations. And it is only in that space that all of the frenziedness has started to calm down. I still right. get things done, but I'm no longer busy. And mm. I am a lot less grumpy. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I laugh all the time now, you know? <laughs> oh, you <yeah>. know. <laughs> I got a whole new set of beliefs because hey, what I'm done is enough. Yes. Yes. Mm hmm. So tell me about energy for you. You know, when, how is that an indicator? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, uh, the best thing I can describe it as is, you know, when I was uh, during this depressed state, I felt like, well, you know, my kids are in bed. That's my self-care, being able to do what I want to do, their sleep. And I had expelled all my energy uh. throughout the day. So that time for me looked like me getting in the bed reading a book, falling asleep with the book in my lap, clothes still on, waking up in the middle of the night because I fell asleep with the book. And so my sleep was not good sleep. Mm. So I'm getting up middle of the night, putting on my pajamas, doing whatever, not completing any tasks for me. And my kids are well rested. So the next day I'm working at a deficiency. So I didn't get what I needed and I'm trying to overcompensate and get caught up and I'm just never able to get caught up. And so for me, I had to flip that to where I gave the best part of the day to myself, accomplish what I wanted for me first thing. And then I tackled the day feeling like a champion from the very beginning of the day. And everything else was just, gravy at that point instead of having it the other way around oh now that's interesting mm -hmm. you know and it's funny where we get these beliefs about how to be a mama right my mother-in-law told me when mm -hmm. i was expecting my first child mm -hmm. she said you know as a mom you eat last and you eat cold mm -hmm. now she raised a large family mm -hmm. right? so, so i mean there there was a bunch of kids in that family mm -hmm. and it never dawned on me to question the sanity of that right i mean now um you become an advocate for yourself and then you could be an advocate for others you, you put your so own oxygen mask on first but it's not what i was um fed exactly exactly yeah. and so it's like you're told to be a martyr and, you yeah. know, you're oh, just trying right. to figure out what that is, you know, and it's like, I mean, now when I cook, I make my own plate first, <laughs> you know? but, but that is, you know, that really is going against what I was taught, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, and um, I used to feel convicted by that, but it's like, you think about it, you just sit here and made a full meal for 12 people. What is wrong with you taking some time to make your plate first? You know, I just, you know, I, I, so certain things have just, I have a totally different outlook. So it's <laughs> so true. It's about the oxygen mask on first, because that is so key. You cannot give anything to anybody if your cup is empty, you know, and that was me. I thought I was just pouring out stuff, but I, I was just sitting here holding an empty pitcher, mm -hmm. thinking every day that it was full. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So this is a great wake-up call, peeps. All right, mm -hmm. so smile. And you call it smile... For um, wellness. Smile for wellness. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you can't see, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to just say, paste it back in.
because if somebody came on, they can't see that acronym. Don't bother to paste mine back in there. Just put it smile in there. Mm -hmm. So, and the reason I say that is because let's keep it with what if you're looking at it, you can actually use that information. And mm -hmm. that's what I like about what you created. Mm -hmm. I can use that information, not so that I, if I'm sleeping, not so that I go and sleep more, but so that I use that information to say, okay, something's off. Right. You know, something's off with the sleep, something's off with the mood, something's mm -hmm. off with the laughter, nothing's funny anymore. Right. You know, something's off with this energy. Then I can look at, okay, which inner voice? Right. So I like the fact that that ended up in the middle of your mm -hmm. Because that's really, you know, this is what it all pivots on. Right. Yeah. So true. And I think it's so key because, you know, you can go on for days. And if you're distracted by social media, you're distracted by something the kids have going on, your job, all these different things, you know, you notice something's not right, but you don't have a clue where to start. It's like somebody who is allergic to food but then they have to diagnose what was it that I ate that I was allergic to. You have to have a starting point. So I'm sure there's other things that we could look at as well. But for me, it's like, you know, we hide behind a smile. A smile is something we always say. We tell little kids, smile, smile for the camera. People do selfies all the time. So this is a, a term that people won't forget. And that's why I thought it was important to have it where it's, very prominent. You don't have to have a lot of work to think about it, but it's some key areas that you could just Google. For example, your mood. You might say, how do I lift my mood? So mm -hmm. that's something you could look at on Google or YouTube. And so you can kind of do that yourself. And then if you notice, I've tried this, I've tried that, it's not working. Now, you know, I need a therapist or I need a coach or I need to talk to a friend and this is what I need to discuss. And you can kind of have a game plan on where you're going to go. It's absolutely key that mm -hmm. we recognize one, we can't see the frame if we're in the picture. So we right. cannot do this for ourselves. We can notice and then we get somebody else involved. And that's so my key for everything. Find someone to have a conversation with. If mm -hmm. you don't know how to have a conversation, you can reach out to an advocate yeah, that's the whole point in becoming an advocate is so you can have these kinds of conversations. You can reach out to Lachelle because yeah. I've got this little thing here. Just a second. I'm going to find it where you can reach out because Lachelle has been very, very generous. And mm -hmm. I'm going to pop this in here and I'm going to put a limiter on it because I know how valuable your time is. <laughs> Anybody who listened to your story knows that mm -hmm. we are not talking about somebody who has nothing else to do. <laughs> With her <laughs> right. But this is a link where you can apply to have a free session. And mm -hmm. I don't usually say it that way. I'm going to say it the other way. Here we go. Lachelle has gifted you all mm -hmm. with the possibility of a session where you can have a chat and you can go over what is your smile all about? Mm -hmm. What are these five things for you? What is it that you need to believe mm -hmm. to move forward? So, so that is in the chat for everybody. Yeah. And I, that is just so generous of you. Well, thank you. You know, I think it, I'm from old school. It takes a village. You know, I have learned that doing it by yourself is detrimental. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. 
And it's so much lighter, so much peaceful. When you're able to stick with your zone of genius and connect with people arm in arm to do what they do, you just accomplish so much more. And it's fun. You know, I mean, I ask my kids, you know, who wants to clean up the house? Nobody, right? But if we all do it together, we get music, we have fun. And, you know, because if you don't, they'll complain and say, well, I did the dishes and she just did whatever. But if everybody does it together, you know, the work is done. It gets done fast and you enjoy yourself. And it's a bond. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's really, really key. And that's part of this whole conversation that we're having over the course of the show is mm -hmm. that there are some things that we have lost. Right. And one of the things we've lost is this ability to self-regulate, to, to be mindful, be even self-aware of yeah. what's going on, and the ability to work in connection and community with other people. And I got all my theories about what the heck happened, but the reality is it doesn't matter. What right. matters is that there are people like you, Lachelle, who are putting together these simple ways of understanding how to move forward, mm -hmm. how to self-assess, how to become a little more self-aware, mm -hmm. and then be self-motivated enough. And by the way, if you're not self-motivated enough to reach out for help, put that in the chat box. Yeah. All right? We will get you up with Lachelle. You, you, know, you don't have enough motivation that you can click on that link and fill out that little what simple questionnaire. That yeah. is really, really simple because it's going to mm -hmm. help you with where you are and where you've been and what you want. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the energy to do that, you pop that in the chat. We'll do right. an intervention. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're good at this. You know, Lachelle, let's face it. Well, you raise as many kids as you have. <laughs> You do not have the time to mince words. Right. This is so true. And I think a lot of it sometimes is just, I, I don't think people have a problem doing something hard as long as they know somebody's going to be there with them. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we dread going to the dentist or the doctor, right? But it gives us comfort to know that we're there with somebody who knows what the outcome's going to be, mm -hmm. no matter how uncertain it is for us. So having somebody that you can trust, that you know that has gone through it, makes it easier for you to tackle those hard things. And, you know, because they're able to guide you, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. I took your website. Mm -hmm. I shortened it down for people because I know there are going to be people listening to this on a podcast and mm -hmm. I knew that I wouldn't be able to rattle it off. So you just go into bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash mm T-S-P-S dash six. So the T-S-P-S stands for teaspoons. You know, we see it all the time in our cookbook. And in <laughs> my world, it's the Suicide Prevention Show, the Love Suicide that. Prevention Society, Teen Suicide Prevention Society. It's all teaspoons. I love that. Well, and that's the whole theme behind this weekend is we are giving everyone just teaspoons of information. We're not trying to fire hose them. We're not trying to cure anything. Right. We're not trying to solve anything. We just want you to take in enough information that you know, one, you're not alone. 
Right. Two, there are, you know, multiple peoples, multiple pathways, multiple tribes, multiple communities mm -hmm. that are all here for the same purpose of creating one bigger community. And yeah, a little teaspoon, a little goes a I lot. love that. Yeah. You know, and one of the things, you know, really, if you're into baking or cooking or anything, mm -hmm. you know that potent ingredients only need small doses, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's profound. You know, it's not like you have to do a lot, mm -hmm. everybody. It's the little things that you do that matter that mm -hmm. can have the greatest impact, you it know? Is, it's the little things you do that matter. And it is about choosing what mm -hmm. you do because when we live in that robotic existence yes. you know that autopilot place mm -hmm. we only look like we're living we are not alive right that's what it felt like right so there's a difference between living and being alive so true and yeah so that's what this is like for me this is mm -hmm. me being alive is when i get to host people like you and get to have this chat and get to say Hey, you all pay up, pay attention. Yeah. Right. So true. You know, because we got to be able to, this is the thing that people desire. And I know for me, there was just like a blockage because I just, you know, how you can dream, but you can, the dream can keep you going because mm -hmm. I don't know, you just think it's still not obtainable. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. But to have a dream and accomplish it, I mean, to me, that's just, there's nothing like it. And and after being on the other side, it's like, hey, I am not going back to that depressed state by any means necessary, you know? And I even, it's so funny because now if my kids, if we have days where we're just not up to par, I tell them, we talk about it. We say, today's a mental health day, okay? You just have those days where it's not that you're sick. It's not that something else is going on. You just need a mental health day, you know? Uh, so we take those days and that's what we call it, you know? So you got to just recognize it. Yeah, get mm -hmm. invested in your mental health. You know, yes. it's yours. I mean, it's like if I'm going to own something, I got to be willing to dust it. You know, so if I'm going to own my mental health, that means I got to be willing to pay attention to it. So true. So true. So there we go. So, all right. Anything else in the chat? I know mental health days are brilliant. There we go. <laughs> so love that. Lachelle, thank you so much for taking the time out of your time, taking time out of your schedule. Yeah, oh. Taking the time to be here with us. I mean, your support of what we're trying to do over at Teaspoons just means so much to me. Oh, well, I am so glad we got connected, you know. And I'm looking forward to us collaborating on more than one occasion because I really appreciate what you're doing. And it also is really a breath of fresh air to be able to connect with someone who has experienced it. I think we talked about it the first time. If you know that you were in a dark place and to see that somebody came out of that same situation you were in, it's mm -hmm. just, uh, you feel like you're friends for life, you know, and just... There's that unspoken strength that you know that you both have in order to overcome that. And so, hey, I'm here to support anything you do. There you go. I love it. I love it. All right. Mutual support is what we're all about. Mm -hmm. So your um, link again is in the chat box. 
bit.ly forward slash TSPS dash six. And that's going to get you to her information. And the other thing that I really want to do is I just want to give you a big hug. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hug. Let's I go. know that's <laughs> right. Hug yourself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, mwah, thank you, Lisha. Love you guys. Thank you so much for having me, okay?